I'm Bob. I like coffee. I also like to tell stories. So here at the Bobcast Coffee, it's time for a coffee break. So take a coffee break with me and pour yourself a cup of your favorite joe. By the time you're done with your coffee, you'll know something about me you really didn't need to know. But you'll have fun learning it. Just remember, my stories are true. For the most part. Today's episode is brought to you by JM Insurance. The insurance mamas will get you covered. JM Insurance is located in Mustang, Oklahoma at 255 South Castle Rock Lane. You can contact them at 405-353-0140 or send an email over at quotes at jminsurance.agency. Remember, home auto, business, life, and disability, free quotes, notary services, all at JM Insurance. 405-353-0140. Today I am enjoying, I believe this is just fun coffee that we picked up over at a Sam's Club. And it's still pretty good coffee. Now, the mug that I'm enjoying this coffee out of is, this is my happy face. My happy face is hiding inside the mug. And if you can't see it, (laughs) as you drink the coffee, the smiling face shows itself. Mm. Now, I have to tell you, The last episode we did, episode 45, was huge. It was a uh, all-family, my 60th birthday. It took a lot to get that put together. And what I've learned about doing these large-scale episodes, uh, it eats up a lot of time, and it makes a lot of time in between episodes. So... I am here to try to start getting us back into a shorter format and getting us some good stories going here today. So today, tell a quick story uh, about performance, doing your job the way you should do it, even to the, the simplest of tasks. So we're talking about... Oh, this would have been 2000 and I want to say 2004, somewhere in there. Uh, Joshua was just a couple of years old and the family had decided, uh, we were in Southern California and the, the family had decided that we were going to go have a long weekend up at Big Bear. Big Bear is up in the mountains just north 
and east of Pasadena, California, or actually Azusa is where we lived at the time. But I worked in Pasadena, and this story happened in Pasadena. So, uh, Bob was working for a very large mini storage company called Space Bank Mini Storage. And when I say large, we're talking eight and a half acres of prime real estate right there on the 210 freeway, Pasadena, California. A lot of stories end up coming out of there. But today's story, well, like I said, do your, do yourself you know, justice when you do your job. So episode, what is this going to be? 46, do your job right. So as we're sitting there at the end of my day, it is my Friday. In fact, it's a Friday. And I just can't wait to get off. I mean, the time clock is not close enough to me to punch out. I am ready to run. Because we're taking uh, all four of our boys, my wife and I, all four of our boys, and we're heading up to a cabin that is owned by one of the owners of the mini storage that I worked for at the time. And it's beautiful. It's rustic. It's over a hundred years old. It's a log cabin. And it has modern, you know, amenities there. It's got a refrigerator from, I think, the 40s. And uh, instead, there's no oven. Uh, there's just a uh, cast iron uh, gas grill top like you would use for camping or something like that. And uh, the, the water in the kitchen, you have tap water, but it is more wise to drink from the bottled water. There is a bathroom. It's on the back porch. It is a bathroom, but you have to go out of the cabin and then take a hard right and go right into the bathroom. So... It's very rustic, but it's very cool. And you can spend the weekend just sitting on this wonderful back porch or playing horseshoes or taking the kayaks out into the lake. Oh, I love that there. I would love to be able to take my wife back sometime and spend another weekend up at the cabin in Big Bear. And a big shout out to the Oltmans their big heart always would open that cabin up to friends and family. So here I am. Cannot wait to go. And it's getting close. Bob's packing up his stuff. Family is packed and waiting for me at the house. So all I got to do now is stand up, hit that time clock, head out the door. So Bob goes walking over to the uh, time clock, punches out, turns around, and there's this little old lady sitting, standing at the counter. And I, and I turn around, I look at her, and I look at the person who's left, you know, going to close the office today. And I'm like, all right, all right, ma'am, what can I do to help you? And she's kind of... 
not trying to be mean, but she's not all there. She's kind of doty and um, not putting everything together. And I, I know her from the past. She's one of our regular tenants that, uh, well, she loses her key quite a, quite a bit. So we've learned to sell her the cheaper lock because she's going to lose the key. And we're going to have to cut that lock off. And I look at her and I know, I know instantly. <sighs> All right. So what's up today? And she goes, well, I need to pay my bill. And I said, great. I can take care of that real fast for you. And she goes, and I need you to cut my lock off. No problem. All right. So ring her out, pay the bill. And I go grab the bolt cutters. And we've got these big, big bolt cutters from the floor to above my waist. So I throw them up on my shoulder like, you know, John Henry going to the mountain. And we walk over to her space. And I'm just thinking, man, I could be halfway home by now and heading to Big Bear. But nope, nope. I'll knock this out. I'll make this this lady happy and we'll get her going. Oh, and I grabbed another lock, by the way, and threw it in my back pocket because I know I'm going to have to put a new lock on this thing. So we go walking out there and I, I am in a hurry and she's walking nice and slow and okay. God's teaching me patience, right? Well, I walk up there. We finally get into the hallway and I look over and it is a big lock. We may not have sold her this one, but it's a big lock. And I'm looking at that thing and I'm like, I really should run back and get the grinder and grind this off. It's really bigger than these bolt cutters should be doing. But if I do that, and there's no power right here in this hallway to plug into, so I'm going to have to get the generator and some extension cords. And then hook up the generator, fire it up, run the cord into the uh, hallway, run, you know, plug in the grinder, grind this lock off, and then put everything away. Or, Bob, just man up. And that's what I'm going to do. I walk over there and go, excuse me, ma'am. I'm just going to snap this lock off for you. And I put that on the, you know, put that bolt cutter on the lock. And I, argh, I go to get, it ain't going. So, I, I try again. Argh, still not going to pop. And remember how I said, you really need to do your tasks, your job. Properly. Well, when you cut a lock, you know, you put your feet shoulder width apart. You grab that bolt cutter right in front of you and you use only your arms and pop that lock. Well, what if the lock is a little tougher? Well, I'll tell you that Bob has been known to put those bolt cutters against his side and use both hands to pull in and snap the lock. Um... That is not really a good thing to do. All right, so let's talk a little bit about physics for just a second. 
when you are uh, when you produce energy and uh, for this instance the lock you know the the bolt cutters is squeezing that lock and you're putting pressure on there and that energy is gonna is going toward that lock and you snap it that bolt boom releases energy where does the energy go well some of it's going to go through the lock and into the door some of that energy is going to remain in the the bolt cutters and it has to go somewhere so you're standing there you've got your feet shoulder width apart you're using your arms all right and you snap it and that energy goes through your body and and out and bingo locks cut put a new lock on you're good right no no bob has turned himself sideways has one foot forward facing the lock i've got the bolt cutters against my side and i'm using both arms pulling and pulling and bam bob is a man because bob snaps that lock and all that energy i forced right into my hip and all that energy went right down my leg and I had all my weight on my front leg and snap my ankle is gone Bob crumples to the floor writhing in pain so here's a great visual for you three stooges all right when three stooges drop to the ground and uh, Curly spins and spins around, walking in a circle, I'm doing that. My leg is screaming in pain. And I'm, I'm instantly broken into a sweat. And I'm, I'm yelling. And I'm walking in circles, basically walking in circles in the hallway. I can't reach down and grab my ankle because I know it's going to hurt more, but I'm trying my best to control this. And the lady is just white as a sheet. She has no clue what has happened. And she's just sitting there. And I reach, I reach to my belt and I'm trying to get the radio off my belt. And I realize, Bob, you were clocking out and going home when this started. You had already put your radio away. I don't have a radio on. So I can't call the office and say, help. So I look up at this lady and I go, ma'am, go to the office, get help. And she's like, um, uh, uh, okay. And she turns around and walks out the door. And I realize, I don't know if she even knows how to get back to the office. I picture her about five minutes later, because I'm still on the ground. Absolutely. I am almost to the point of throwing up. This hurts so bad. I can feel the sweat pouring off my face. And no one's come back. And I'm thinking, is she like standing over at the dumpster, you know, talking to, to no one and saying, hey, there's a guy hurt there and the dumpster's not doing anything? It, has she gone into another hallway and has just disappeared into the labyrinth that is Space Bank Mini Storage? I don't know. Finally, the general manager, Mike, comes running down the hall and he's there to help mike mike is a great guy i got other stories about mike mike is pretty funny but mike looks down at me and i'm just like 
I'm dying here. Mike helps me up and literally drags me back to the office. So we're, we've got me in a chair and my leg up in another chair, actually hanging off because anything that touches that ankle sends me screaming. So I'm pretty sure broke the ankle. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm trying to breathe out. And this is literally what I'm doing. I think I'm having a baby. Anyway, and it's helping. And then all of a sudden, I can feel this wave of pain just shoot back up my leg. Holy crap. All right. And it's just doing this wave after wave of pain. And it's coming in about one minute. So I figure the baby's going to be here pretty soon. And I keep going, breathing it out. So Mike makes some phone calls. By the way, I need to let you know about one thing about Mike. Mike knows everybody. You need to know somebody. Hey, I need an introduction. Mike knows it. Yeah, but they're in France. Mike knows them. Oh, but uh, they, they are in England and they work in a... Mike knows them. Mike knows everybody. So, Mike makes a phone call and says, Okay, I'm taking you to the emergency room. And he calls my wife and says, Bob's hurt. Take him to the ER. And we go running up there. And grab the clipboard. You know, we finally get in there. Grab, Mike grabs a wheelchair, rolls me in, gets a clipboard, and starts filling stuff out. Linda finally shows up and finishes filling it out. But Mike doesn't just run over, grab a clipboard, and bring it back so we can do this. Mike runs over and goes, hi, and starts a conversation. And I'm like, um, Mike, Mike, I'm, I'm back here. So Mike comes back. I start filling it. I can't do this. Uh, Linda finally shows up and she fills it out. And we finally get in there. So here's Bob. I'm in a wheelchair. The kind that has your leg kind of lifted. You know, they can raise it up. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Now we're going to at least get seen. And the whole time, people are going in and out of the ER and stop to talk to Mike. I go, this is an ER. This is an emergency room. And you have time to talk to Mike? Well, the nurse, orderly, I don't know. I understand my brain is just exploding. This hurts so bad. And you would think after a while you would get used to it. It never settled down. But this guy comes out and says, okay, we're going to take you back. And I go, great. So I've got my honey. I've got my Mike. And Mike goes, hey. And starts talking to this guy. Because they know each other. Mike knows everybody. And the guy grabs the wheelchair and says, yeah, come on. And they're talking. And he just, you know, pushes me through the door. You know, the little swinging two-way doors. My foot is sticking out in front of me. And he's using it to push open the door. Bob loses it again. And Linda's like, it's okay, it's okay, calm down, calm down. I understand it's the right thing to say. It's the right thing to do. It's not what you want to hear. No, I want someone to kill somebody so that I can get this pain away. So they finally get me up 
on this thing and I'm thinking, okay, finally, I'm going to, you know, get some help. And Mike leaves. He goes back out front. And I'm thinking, well, at least people won't be talking to Mike. But instead, a doctor comes in. Yay, a doctor. No, this isn't like a doctor for me. This is, I believe his name was Dr. Troy. And he was a doctor for a friend of ours who went through cancer. And uh, I got to hear a lot about Dr. Troy because Dr. Troy was yummy. Dr. Troy was good looking. Dr. Troy was awesome. And my wife goes, huh, Dr. Troy, because my wife knows him. And I look over and I'm just like, oh, we got rid of Mike and now my wife is doing it. And I turn around and I look at this guy and, well, crap. He is attractive. That's a good looking guy. No wonder everybody's talking about Dr. Troy. All right. Finally, someone gives Bob a shot. They do some x-rays. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm gone. I'm out of it. But they figure out the ankle's not totally broken. It is just sprained, but it's really bad. And, you know, they do all the taping up and stuff like that. All right. I'm okay with this. We get some pain pills. They say you're going to have to stay off of it for a couple of days. And then we'll, um, you know, check it. And in the long run, it healed up pretty good. But, it's Friday. I'm supposed to be going to Big Bear. So I think to myself, you know something? We can go to Big Bear. I'll just take the crutches and work my way slowly into the cabin, plop myself on the back porch. I'm ready for the weekend. No, 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 Bob. That's a really steep hill that you have to go down from the parking spot. And, you know, it's a hundred-year-old cabin, so it's not like it's, you know, going to the uh, Holiday Inn or, you know, something like that. So, because Bob was in a hurry, because Bob didn't stand properly, didn't get the right tools, I didn't do my job right, Bob got hurt. And the family lost a long weekend at Big Bear. I actually still feel bad about that. But, yeah, so is the story of Bob. So, lesson today. Do your job right, in the right order. Make sure that um, when you are performing something, especially manually, don't get yourself hurt. Take that one extra step to say, is this the right way? And then do it. Outside of that, this is my happy face. And uh, hang on. We have a little seal down there smiling back at you. So remember, have your happy face on. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy it. And uh, be careful, don't spoil your own weekend.